Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello friends, episode 40 of this show, of my podcast. I can't even believe it. I really feel actually what's going to happen is this is going to be the end of season two because why not? I'm creating my own rules here. I kind of love that. And I'm actually going to be going out of town for a little bit, going to be visiting some family, visiting my parents, and really excited for that. Also, I think that many of you know that I am in the midst of launching my brand new program, Overcome Pelvic Pain for Women, and also getting started with my other brand new program, Transcend. So I've got a lot going on right now, but I just wanted to give you a preview of, first of all, what's to come today and what is to come in season three when I get those podcasts up and and rolling, which probably will be in about a month or so. So today we're going to be talking about the tenets of a lifted lifestyle. And this is actually a recording from a Facebook and Instagram live that I did. Basically, it's just going over some guiding principles for my theory about the most important part of pelvic health, which is your lifestyle. So your 10 minutes of core exercises that you do every day, let's just say, is like 1% of your day. The rest of your day is your is your lifestyle, and that's really what adds up and what matters. So I'll talk about it more in the um, in the show. It's a really good one. I got great feedback on it after I did this live. And so I hope you'll enjoy it too. Seriously, you'll want to take notes. There is a lot that I share, really, really, really good information. And um, I did miss a few things. I talk about these being like my guiding principles for a lifted lifestyle. And there were several things that I didn't even get to, such as, you know, not wearing things that pinch around the middle. Don't jackknife down. You want to always roll to your side when you're going to lay down on your bed, for example, or when you're wanting to come out of bed. Um, do the decompression breath, which is something I talk about with my um, my lift and my fem squad community a lot, and I've done some videos about it. So there are some things that I certainly missed, but at the same time, I also shared a really you know a ton of really great content. So please do take notes. I think you'll enjoy this show. And then coming up in season three, after a short little break, I am going to be interviewing some amazing guests. I, oh my gosh, first of all, I'm just going to give you some basic teasers. One is a guest who created a product and a whole like a book and a whole body of work around a single muscle that can give our pelvic floor some serious problems if we're not careful with it, the iliacus. So I'm going to be speaking with uh, Christine, the author of a book called Tight Hip, Twisted Core, about the iliacus and what we can do to release and realign on our own and how it impacts digestion and pelvic health. I'm also going to be interviewing a beautiful woman that I met uh, online. 
uh, Alicia. She is a therapist in Cal- uh, Colorado who focuses on really deep work with the pelvic floor and with the cervix. It's a lot of kind of energy medicine that we talk about. So it's definitely going to be more on the spectrum for those of you who are interested in my information about energy medicine and some of that more, you know, uh, I hate the term woo-woo, but I feel like everyone understands what I mean when I say woo-woo. So if you're open to that kind of conversation, you're going to love those interviews as well. So all of that is coming up in season three. But right now, let's just uh, wrap up season two with this really awesome episode, The Tenets of a Lifted Lifestyle. And before I go to the show, one more quick thing, and that is that if you want this, if you love this, if you love talking about pelvic health and living a lifted lifestyle and just that concept of feeling lifted through your exercises, through the things you do every day, then please consider checking out my lift program. Uh, I have a bundle where you can get lift, my five-week pelvic support series, plus booty glute camp, a fun way to follow up with some great hip and core strengthening after lift. And you also get access to Fem Squad, which is a private community that I am in almost every day. And I do monthly group coaching in there as well. So it's a really, really amazing crew. I just, I love my Fem Squad. So check the show notes for information about that. And I did want to say one other quick final thing, and that is just a bit of housekeeping. If you love the show, I I love you. <laughs> I love you all. I love you listening. If you haven't already, it would be so amazing for you to leave a rating um, and review. Five star would be amazing <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. And uh, just so you know, I've as of to date, I've gotten 44 five star or 44 ratings. But I got a lot of beautiful five-star ratings. And the reason I care is not because of a popularity contest or because it feeds my ego, which by the way, it does make me feel good. I'm not going to lie. But it's because the more ratings and reviews we get on Apple Podcasts, which is kind of the king of or queen of podcasting platforms, um, the more ratings and reviews I get, the more my show gets in front of eyes who needs it or ears, I should say. Who needs the information? So if you have enjoyed listening to season one and season two of my show, uh, it would be amazing if you could leave a rating and ultimately a review that just is a little snippet of what you've enjoyed. So I, I read them all. I don't always read all of them on on air on the show, but I seriously have read every single review and I my heart just expands exponentially every time I read one because I know that I it it touches me I mean again I'm not gonna lie it definitely feels good to read a nice review but it just makes me feel so good that I'm doing my work which is to serve you I just want to serve other people like that's all I want to do and so every time I read a nice review it really allows me to see you growing and to know that uh, I'm achieving my mission so Anyway, uh, yeah, that was a big, long intro. (laughs) I hope that you have it in you to listen to my Tenets of a Lifted Lifestyle. They're pretty great. Grab a notepad and paper and a pen and enjoy. Hello on Facebook and also Instagram. Good morning, wherever you are in the world. I have really a cool thing that I want to share with you today, which is 23, count them, it's a ton, 
tenets to living a lifted lifestyle. So these are 23 principles to living a lifted lifestyle that I've come up with. I shared with my Fem Squad group and we've had some conversation about them. I wanted to share them with you. And I really want to share number one so strongly right now. It's so on my heart. And I truly think number one is one of the most important ones, but I'd love for you to stay all the way till the end because every single one of these principles is so, so important for pelvic health. And so what I mean by living a lifted lifestyle, of course, you know, you might know that one of my programs is called Lift and it's a pelvic organ support program to help women who have problems with pelvic organ prolapse or feelings of heaviness in the pelvis, uh, also bladder leakage, things like that can really be helped by Lift. And so I talk a lot about how it's more than just exercises, it's a lifestyle. So it's more than just doing some kegels or some you know core exercises, it's about actually living an entire lifestyle. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today was my key principles for living a lifted lifestyle. But like I said, number one is super, super on my heart uh, because of like a perfect illustration of something that I saw this morning, something that I kind of you know dealt with emotionally a little bit this morning. And so I want to start there. So the first key tenet to living a lifted lifestyle is to forgive yourself and forgive, just forgive. Now I want to share a little bit more about why this is important. <clears throat> And it might seem really crazy because it's like, we're talking about the pelvic floor. We're talking about prolapse. Why do I need to forgive? But seriously, if you're feeling weighed down by ties that bind, emotional ties that bind, how can you fly? How can you elevate? How can you feel lifted? Emotional heaviness is something that can actually lead to physical heaviness in part because of real things like your posture changes. You feel... It's harder to do stuff that you need to do. It's harder to make the right choices when you're feeling emotionally heavy. But one thing that can lighten you up emotionally huge is forgiveness. And so, like I said, this kind of stems from something that I, I experienced this morning. So <clears throat> I posted yesterday, I shared a testimonial and I pulled it up so that I could read it. I shared a testimonial and I'm going to read it to you and then I'm going to share with you about the forgiveness piece. So the testimonial is, uh, says, Dr. Bree, I found you a year ago when my doctor said there was no cure for my prolapse other than a surgery. I looked for some exercises and took up your Kegel camp. I exercise with you every day, all kinds of workouts, and I want to say thank you because you've changed my life. I've learned to live with the prolapse. I've lost 12 kilos starting to eat clean, move, and take care of my daily routines. I took up horse riding, which I fell in love with. I've got time for my body because you've taught me to take care of it. I know that one day I might have to get a surgery, but it's not necessary right now. So I thought that testimonial was freaking amazing, and I shared it, and um, I got a comment and I totally respect this comment, I, and I understand it, but I just want to share with how much it illustrates how, first of all, the testimonial illustrates forgiveness, and the comment illustrates the heaviness. And so the comment was um, that for you know, someone with prolapse hearing, someday you might need surgery, it's not an awesome testimony. It was better if you stopped before the last line. First off, it's not my job to edit this story. I, I want to keep people's words as true to what they actually told me as possible. And for me, this testimonial is amazing because first of all, she started the testimonial, this woman started her testimonial by stating how 
It was heavy. She said her doctor said she needed surgery. That's heavy. She felt heavy. By the end, she has changed her life. I didn't change her life. She changed her life. She's changed her life through these principles of living a lifted lifestyle, through you know going through exercises, through doing the things that she needed to do to um, elevate her life. And she now, I think there's a ton of hope in actually what she says because she absolutely might not need surgery. She's super realistic knowing that possibly she will. I mean, none of us can guarantee any type of outcome ever. And I think it's wonderful that she has this lightness of spirit that is now basically like, you know, maybe I'll need it, but I don't need it right now. And she just sounds 10 pounds lighter. And so to me, the fact, like I totally understand that that might seem really like not positive that the testimonial was ended with someday I might need surgery. But I think that it's extremely hopeful. It's extremely light. And this woman who wrote to me has forgiven her situation. She's forgiven the prolapse because a lot of us are living with these health conditions that we are so resentful about. We resent them. We are scared of them. We have fear. We have anger. We have hatred. And this woman has lightened her load. And the person who felt some fear when she read that, it's very indicative to me that perhaps she needs to forgive some of the things too. She might need to forgive the fact that she has this condition. You might need to forgive yourself if someday you do need surgery, because let's face it, some people do end up deciding that that's the best option. And to me, the last thing I would ever want to have people think is that surgery means that you failed on any level. No way. Well, conservative measures should always, in my opinion, in, in most cases, be used as a first line of defense to try before you go to surgery. If you have to have surgery one day, you have not failed. Not at all. And so it's like forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness of the condition, first of all, Forgiveness of yourself if you have to, you know, end up having surgery one day. Forgiveness of all of that is so important. And this emotional heaviness, this burden of fear and disappointment in yourself and anger and frustration and just, oh, all of those feelings are so heavy. They're heavier than lifting a 50 pound weight, a 100 pound weight. They're heavier than that. And so by releasing that, releasing that burden, and by forgiving yourself, by forgiving your condition, forgiving your prolapse, for example, forgiving yourself if you end up getting surgery one day, forgiving all of this, it is the number one key component, the key tenet to living a lifted lifestyle. So I wanted to kick off with that and um, just share that. It, it, it's like I said, I'm obviously very passionate about it. I have issues in my own life right now. I've healed my prolapse but I'm healing other issues. And there's a lot of forgiveness I've had to do to let go of to see these conditions resolve. And I'm telling you guys, it's like magic. I will share more about my psoriasis journey, which some of you have been following. Um, and I can't even, I, it's amazing. So releasing some of this trauma and releasing some of this burden and heaviness and anger at ourselves, anger at the gods for giving us the situation and anger about, you know, potential outcomes we may have to pursue in this case, potential prolapse surgery. It's not worth it. Do not weigh yourself down with that. Release it, let it go. So that's my first one. And it's the one that I'm definitely going to take the longest on. I'll kind of cruise through the rest of these. Cause I know that you don't have all day, but, um, 
I hope that made sense. And I want to just, again, speak with compassion and just understanding to the person, you know, to anyone who feels that way about maybe the testimonial that I shared, that maybe it feels disappointing to see that surgery might still be considered an option for for this person who wrote into me with her positive testimonial. But it's just, again, it's just reality. We can't ever predict, we can't guarantee any outcome ever. And so I think it's the most beautiful, brilliant testimonial because of the lightness she now feels with all the benefits she has gained through living her lifted lifestyle. And she absolutely may not need that surgery. Absolutely may not. So, okay, I'm done. I'll stop talking about that one, but I have more tenets, more principles to living a lifted lifestyle, and I wanna go ahead and get through them. So the second one, is to stand and sit like a queen. So we all know that posture is very important for prolapse and pelvic health. So I'm gonna be speaking primarily about prolapse and bladder leakage and diastasis recti core conditions like that, a little bit less speaking toward pelvic pain and tension and hyperactivity, although it can still apply. And honestly, this just applies to anybody, even if you don't have a um, pelvic health condition. So sit and stand like a queen. Now, at first I just said posture, good posture. But what does good posture mean? And then I wrote stand tall. And then I'm like, no, for me, when I stand tall and what I see people do and like a little kid, you say stand tall, stand up. They'll go like this, right? They'll like stick their chest out and stick their head up. Well, that's not what I mean. (laughs) I mean lifted posture, whether you are standing, whether you are sitting down, Try to always elongate your spine and keep your head like a helium balloon floating straight up. So what I'm saying is you don't want this to happen. You don't want this to happen like a jutting forward head, but we also don't want a pitched up head like this because that cranks the back of your neck and it just throws everything out of alignment. We want this lifted, beautiful queen-like posture because to me, when I think of a queen, I think of someone whose shoulders are down. They're wide. She's taking up space and the crown of her head is lifted toward the ceiling without anything like this or this or anything weird that's going to throw you out of alignment. We want to sit and stand like a queen. So that's number two. Number three is squeeze before you sneeze, cough, laugh, blow your knee, blow your nose, etc. So it's getting into the habit of doing the knack, which is the pelvic brace technique. It's the it's a reflexive action that some of us lose over time after having babies or just for whatever reason. It's a reflexive action that can get kind of lost over time. So you might need to practice it. You basically engage your pelvic floor. So just close off the openings before in preparation and anticipatory preparation for anything that's going to increase intra-abdominal pressure. So that sneeze, that cough, that, um, again, blowing your nose, lifting, all of those things, practice the knack as an exercise, and it will be that much easier for you to just automatically call it in when you need it. So the next one is smooth digestion strain-free poops. (laughs) So this is sometimes easier said than done for anyone who suffers from constipation. Um, So I totally understand because I've been there. Uh, I get it. And it's a hard condition to deal with. But believe me, there are so many tips that can help. And I'm not going to get into that now. But doing what you can. In fact, one of the units in uh, my Fem Squad community, which is something that you get access to if you purchase Lyft, if you invest in that program to help with your pelvic 
prolapse and to help with your uh, core strengthening, one of the units in my Fem Squad group is all about digestion, and we talk a lot about constipation. So it is very important to do what you can to address issues with constipation because ultimately we want to just let the number two slide on out without having to push or strain because pushing and straining can make prolapse worse, bladder leakage issues potentially worse, and hemorrhoids can happen, all of that. So strain-free poo, super important. Number whatever we're on. I actually didn't have these numbered and I should have, but the next one is don't push to pee. So we just were talking about strain-free poops. Same thing with urination. So when you are going to the bathroom, it's so important to not push and bear down to make the pee come out faster. And it's really, really, really common. I've actually noticed also that sometimes I, I used to get in the habit of blowing my nose when I was peeing on the toilet. That's a very bad habit because when you blow your nose, you're increasing that intra-abdominal pressure. And if you're peeing, letting it all out, your pelvic floor, your sphincters are all released, released and open, then the last thing you want to be doing is blowing your nose, pushing down all that pressure as you're peeing. That is the worst. You don't want to do that. So that's just kind of a side note. But a lot of us who are busy, because who's not, we will push to get the urine out faster or to get it all out because maybe we've developed a habit of incomplete voiding or a condition of some kind of condition for incomplete voiding or our pelvic muscles are actually tight, our pelvic floor, and that can make it feel like we need to push to pee. So that though can lead to issues with perpetual perpetuating the prolapse. So Again, we're talking today about key tenets for living a lifted lifestyle, so don't push to pee. Let it all flow out naturally. It really goes with the next tenet, which is to don't hover. So many people hover over the toilet seat so they, they don't sit all the way down. And this is really common, of course, if you're out in a public restroom, it's really tempting to hover because who wants to sit on those dirty toilet seats? But I highly encourage you to, every time as much as you can, sit down fully and completely let your muscles relax because when you're hovering and you're kind of hovering over the in midair like this you know <laughs> you are really tight and tense through the inner thighs the glutes your whole core is tense and these muscles overflow to activate the pelvic floor so everything's tense and it's going to make you potentially not get all the urine out and potentially have to push a little bit to pee so those really go together all right, the next principle, the next tenet of living a, left, a lifted lifestyle is to zip up your core. So zip up with your pelvic floor first when you're activating the core. So many times when people are, oh, and real quick, don't zip up all day long. I refer to zipping up a lot in my YouTube videos and um, in my, you know, just when I'm talking about doing things around the house, like maybe you're Maybe you're getting that spot on your carpet that's really hard to vacuum. Like sometimes the vacuum just kind of sticks in a certain spot in the carpet, right? Has anyone been there? And Or, or you're mopping and you have that spot that's just, uh, uh, you can't get the mop to go. So that's an example. There are thousands of examples, but those are situations when you're needing to zip up your core to protect your back and to protect your pelvic floor against that increase in intra-abdominal pressure that occurs when you're like, oh, I got to get that tough spot in the carpet or on the floor, whatever it is. Another situation is when you're lifting something 
or when you are doing a core uh, focus, like an ab exercise that, um, you know, you need to do your breathing too, but you need to engage your core. When you're engaging your core, zip up with your pelvic floor first. So it's like you're fastening a zipper starting at the bottom of the zipper. That's just a gentle little activation of your pelvic floor. And then the low abs pull in. And this prevents overactivation of the upper abs, which this is the key. Is so often when we think of, okay, well, activate your core to protect yourself when you're doing that hard spot on the vacuuming or you're, you know, lifting something. And we think of, you know, activating the core. And that might be something that you've heard in the past. And a great, you know, weightlifting instructor or a great fitness instructor is going to tell you, okay, use your core now, engage your core. Cool. But if you just suck in, if you just suck in your core, you're activating the upper abs and they're squishing everything down. So you need to engage your pelvic floor first. The pelvic floor is the base of your core. It's the floor of your core. So you need to engage pelvic floor first and not just suck in and squeeze in because that is going to overactivate those upper abs. It's going to push down. You're not going to be lifted. Potentially, you're going to injure yourself over time. If you do this over and over and over again, it can contribute to increase in prolapse, bladder leakage, all these other things. So the most stable way to zip up your core is to activate pelvic floor first, low abs, and then hold that engaged position while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. Breathe which is a whole nother principle, <laughs> but you need to do all of that. And that is going to be your zip up. That's your engaged core. Just remember pelvic floor first. It's really important. And I think that kind of a little, um, well, there's another piece to this, but before I'm going to also say it's really important to remember, cause I don't think I wrote this down to relax just as much as you contract more to relax more than you contract contract. And this is really in all areas of our life. I think most of us run around our entire life contracted and active and we don't relax enough, but it's the same with our pelvic floor. Anytime we zip up, you need to ultimately end up releasing. I don't want anyone to think they should be walking around zipped up all day long. I want you to relax after your core fitness workouts, do some stretches, do some deep breathing. There always needs to be that release after the contraction. It's a balance. Life is about balance and you're not going to be healthy if you're not balancing yourself. Just like with Kegel exercises, a Kegel is not a good Kegel. It's not a correct Kegel if you're not releasing fully after the contraction. Sometimes people think of Kegels and they just think of the squeeze of the pelvic floor muscles, the squeeze and lift, but it's a squeeze and lift and a full release, which sometimes takes a while to obtain. So that's just kind of a little side note, but really, really important. So along with this zipping up key principle and key tenet of living a lifted lifestyle, zipping up appropriately, you're not done until you fasten the button. So <laughs> what that means, I like to call zipping up. I like to call it that just because a lot of people call it that, but I've called it that from the beginning because it really helps me remember pelvic floor first. It's like you're putting on a pair of high-waisted jeans like super, super high-waisted jeans. Now, what can happen sometimes when you zip up, if you're someone like me who has some alignment issues that I'm working on, I have a little bit of a uh, excessive lordosis, so a sway back, okay? And a lot of people do. And what can happen is you can zip up your core like this. You can be like doing it right, 
But because of the way our alignment is and because of patterns of movement that are habitual, we thrust our ribs forward. So then you're arching that kind of mid upper back area and you're thrusting your ribs forward. So that's not a, a good alignment of your abdominal muscles. You're stretching the anterior abdominal wall. That's not good. We want everything to be in good alignment so it can be properly, easily, quickly, and effectively activated when it's really needed. If your muscles are overly stretched, they're not strong. They're not in a strong position. So you want everything to be in a good alignment. So when you zip up your core, if you find that your ribs are thrusting like this, then you need to think about those high-waisted jeans. They're super trendy right now, right? <laughs> I think they are, I don't know what's trendy. But think about the top button on those jeans. Like these are really high-waisted jeans, guys. They're, they're, they're way up here. So think about that top button and fasten it. So what I mean is don't fasten it to the point that you're like this. That's not what I mean. But I mean just gently engage so that your, your lower ribs are not thrusting forward. And you can know that your ribs are thrusting forward if your breasts are like pointed up toward the ceiling. That's a rib thruster. And it's really common. It's more common than you'd know. And in order to be really strong and, and successfully able to use your core muscles, you need to be in a better alignment so that you don't want your breasts thrusting up like this. You want to gently pull the lower ribs in, again, not to the point that you're curving, but just to the point that you feel really activated. You are gonna feel so secure when you zip up the mom jeans way, when you zip up the high-waisted jeans way, and you are engaged from the bottom up, and then you fasten that top button. It makes all the difference in the world, and it allows you to have that beautiful alignment and active core muscles in their perfect, ideal position. And then again, you're using that zip up when you need it, and then you release and you go about your day and you walk around until you need it again. And practicing it over and over and over can make it so it's part of your muscle memory and you don't have to think about it. It just naturally happens. You know when you need to zip and you zip. And then when you're living your relaxed life, you just let go, you breathe, you walk around naturally in this nice alignment, standing like a queen and live your life. Okay. You're doing great. If you're sticking with me, you're doing awesome. Let's keep going on these principles of living a lifted lifestyle. So exhale with exertion, which goes along with the next tenet, which is never, ever, ever hold your breath. <laughs> so we need to keep breathing. There, I learned from a healer that I had many years ago that there is a, she, she went on a trip to Nepal and she met a, 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 a woman who was extremely old, like well over 100 years old. And she asked this woman, what were her secrets to living this long, happy, healthy life? And this woman told her there's, well, lots of things, but one of the things she said was there's a limited number. There's a, um, gosh, it might be, never mind. I'm not sure where this tradition comes from, but apparently there's a limited number of breaths that we all have in our body. Use them wisely. You don't want to be breathing. So maybe let's say we have a, a billion breaths in our life right? We don't want to use them all up here, shallow little breaths. We want to breathe fully, expansively, and deeply. Every time you breathe, you are massaging your internal organs. You are actually moving your pelvic floor because your breathing diaphragm and your pelvic floor work together. Beautiful, beautiful marriage, like the symphony of movement. Again, I'm not going to get into those details here, but just know that they do. So you're massaging your internal organs. You are actually moving and grooving your pelvic floor every time you breathe. So you don't want to hold your breath all tight and up 
which a lot of us do, we don't realize, but we're just kind of using our neck muscles and our shoulder to very shallowly breathe in the top little part of our lungs. We're not breathing fully and expansively. And so that's first of all, not good for our stress level. And secondly, it's not good for our pelvic floor. So breathing fully and expansively, not holding our breath is very, very, very good for your health in general. So many aspects of our health. And the exhaling with exertion is important because of that connection that I mentioned. First of all, it helps manage your intra-abdominal pressure when you exhale with exertion. So for example, when you're lifting something, pushing something, pulling something, those are all times that it's exertion. Or even when you're lifting a, 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 a biceps curl, a dumbbell with your biceps, you want to exhale with exertion instead of holding your breath, Valsalva, which ultimately bears down, the exhalation with exertion allows, the exhalation allows your pelvic floor to lift as the diaphragm lifts because of this pressure system. And also the exhalation naturally activates your transversus abdominis, so your deep abdominals to help support your back and to help with this pressure system and to help support your pelvic floor. So it all works together. The exhalation with exertion is super, super, super key. Yeah. So let's, let's keep going. I think we've covered posture. We've covered the breathing. Um, the next one is the next two kind of go together. So I've said before in the past that prolapse is a condition of too much pressure and not enough support. And that's physiologically, we have too much pressure on our organs, not enough support of the organs. Organs are being pulled out of place and they're, you know, hanging in different positions than they did before. Too much pressure, not enough support. So physiologically, that's what I mean is take some of the pressure off, physical pressure. So we've talked about that by holding our queen-like posture, by exhaling with exertion, all of those things are going to take the pressure off. But we also want to think about the mental and emotional pressure. And that really goes back to the first point, forgiveness and other points. If you're feeling pressure from so many people to do all the things, you are running yourself ragged. So that goes around also with not enough support, right? So if you have too much pressure, not enough support physiologically, yes, yes. But also emotionally, you need to support yourself. You need to ask your family for help if you are feeling run ragged in your family, if you're feeling run ragged in your community or your work or whatever it is. There might be some projects that you need to say no to or say not right now. There might be some reasons or some ways that you can look into supporting yourself, which is ultimately going to help you feel lighter, which again goes back to what I talked about right at the beginning about number one, point number one, this, this emotional heaviness literally makes us stand like this. I was I told this story in another Instagram live, but I was walking with my husband once and I was really upset about something and I didn't notice that I was holding myself like this, curled in, protecting myself because I was angry or whatever I was, sad, I don't remember, but I was not happy. And my husband said something that absolutely literally made me go, oh, you're right. And I felt so much better. And he said, you literally like stood up so much taller. You look like five inches taller because of this lightness that you have. And it made me really, you know, reinforce what I've been saying to you guys, which is that emotional heaviness literally weighs down on our body. 
So it not only energetically weighs down on our body and creates stagnation and stuckness emotionally and energetically, but it also physiologically makes us hold ourselves differently. So too much pressure, not enough support. Think of areas in your life where maybe you can remedy those situations to live a more lifted lifestyle. All right, the next one I have is surround yourself with positive people who lift you up and don't drag you down. This goes right along. I think I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this, but it is absolutely true that the people we surround ourselves with really influence how we live our lives. And there's a lot of heaviness in the world right now, and I actually prefer to not go there. I, you might notice that my account, my Instagram and Facebook account, I really don't talk too much about the world events. And, and I, it's a choice. It's a personal choice that I've made. It's not about sticking my head in the sand, but it's about surrounding myself with positivity. And that's in the information I consume and also the people that I surround myself with. Emotional heaviness. I don't need to belabor the subject any longer, but the people you surround yourself and the information you surround yourself with can drag you down. We want to be lifted. So the next one is to keep your eyes on your progress. So important. Note down little evidence of your growth. Note down little evidence of your success. Note down something that you can do now that you couldn't do before. Note down all of that information and keep your eye on that lane. I love that old game that I played when I was a little kid called Heads Up, Seven Up. So <laughs> you put your head down and you put your thumb up. And there's something about that head down, thumb up that I just love because it's like, you know, there is a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff that I could perseverate on about the world, about my health, about you guys, about my business, about my work. There's a lot of stuff. But if we just keep our eyes focused on what's positive, that is what we attract more of into our life. And I've experienced that personally, and I'm seeing it more and more evidence of this. Keep your eye on your own lane and keep your eye on what's working. Thumbs up, right? So it doesn't mean we need to pretend like everything's perfect and hunky-dory. We don't need to live in a fairy tale fantasy land, but keeping your eyes on the positive is so important. So notate evidence of your growth, notate evidence of your progress. Just write that stuff down. We don't need to worry about the time when you were about to have your period and everything felt way worse. Your prolapse felt way worse. You were constipated, you were bloated, everything felt heavy. Don't write that down. <laughs> don't deny it. I mean, it happens. But what we write down is the fact that, oh, you know what? I am able to ride a horse again and feel good about it. I'm able to pick up my son correctly in a way that feels really supportive and I'm able to do so without feeling like I'm busting my pelvic floor. You know, oh, I'm able to stay on my feet all day until five o'clock at night and not feel heaviness, not feel that dragging sensation. Oh, I'm able to, you know, whatever. Like we can think of a thousand examples but those are what you write down, evidence of your growth. Focus on that. All right, the next one is don't focus on your prolapse or any other health condition. Focus on your wellness. You are not your prolapse. Sometimes when we have a health condition that feels like it's taken over our life, it, it becomes our identity. But you are not your prolapse. Your health condition is not your identity. Don't focus on it. You know what? It's there. But it's getting better and you're taking steps to resolve it 
and you're having patience. You're documenting evidence of your growth. So now what you focus on is your wellness and you focus on the beautiful you. You focus on that. You don't focus on the prolapse or whatever you're dealing with. I am not my psoriasis. I talk about it. I probably talk about it more than I should, but I'm talking about it to share with you guys so I can document my own healing journey that I'm going through right now. But I know that I'm not my prolapse. I actually literally visualize myself. I visualize this beautiful, when I think about my foot, which is rare these days, I visualize this pink, perfectly smooth, beautifully skinned foot. I literally picture it in my mind. That is what I visualize. I'm not my psoriasis. I am a, a fully healthy, beautifully smooth-skinned woman. That's who I am. And so you, you focus on that too. You know, focus on the positives in your life. Focus on what is good in your life. Focus on your wellness. And don't even think about, don't think about the prolapse just enough that you're doing the, the set, steps that are necessary to learn how to lift correctly, to learn how to live this lifted lifestyle that I'm talking about, to do your exercises. But beyond that, you're not your prolapse. You are so much more. So the next one is to befriend movement. Experiment gently and tune in and adjust as needed. It's really easy when we have a pelvic health condition because this is the core of our body. It's where everything hooks in. So it can be really scary to move and we're fearful that we're going to move wrong and we're going to hurt ourselves. Well, I really, really encourage you after you've learned these principles of living a lifted lifestyle, if you've gone through my lift program or if you've done any other type of healing program that's helping you with your pelvic floor and your core, you've done the exercises, you know the basics, now it's time to start experimenting. And I get so many questions from people and I, again, I want to have compassion for these questions that I receive. I understand that you don't want to hurt yourself, but I get so many questions from people saying, is this prolapse safe? I, I mean, yes, <laughs> for some people, for, for, you know, for many people it is, but not necessarily. I mean, you have to tune into your own body. You have to use these tenets, these principles that I'm sharing with you to do the move right. And then you need to experiment and you need to figure out for yourself if it's going to work for your body. And so experimenting very gently, knowing that you can, knowing how to back things off, knowing how to regress rather than progress is really important. Knowing how to modify a position so that it, you can, you know, try something lying on your back first. Um, well, it depends on the exercise, but see how you can do it in a smaller or a slower way using the principles that we've talked about, the zipping up, the exhaling with exertion, all of those things, and see if it works for you. It's so important. People will tell you, you can't do a downward dog with prolapse, but I don't agree. I think that you can if you've got the history of maybe knowing how to do it correctly. <laughs> if you're able to use your breath, to use your core, to get into the position correctly, if you have the, a level of prolapse that can manage it, because everyone has a different level of prolapse, everyone has a different level of flexibility, a different body shape, body type, all of that thing. Some people can do a downward dog absolutely fine with prolapse. Other people will need to break it down and maybe just do a hands and knees position and not a downward dog. Other people, you know, will need to go back to some more basics. So it's just so important, though, to experiment very gently, tune in and be really, really honest with yourself and then make adjustments as needed. All right. You guys are doing so good hanging in there with me. Um, I know this is a lot, but we're talking about life, right? So, of course, it's a lot like, again, 
We're not talking about the 10 minutes of exercise we do in a day. That's 1% of your day. We're talking about the rest of it. So of course it's a lot. I mean, we could break it down and make it even more simplified than this, but we're taught, I'm, I'm kind of giving you right now the Holy grail. Like I really am. And I'm not saying that this is everything. There's more, but this is some really important basic principles. And if you get them, if you grasp them, you are going to be so successful when it comes to recovering and restoring your core, restoring your pelvic floor. So then we just talked about befriending movement and experimenting gently, tuning in and adjusting as needed. The next one is be very careful with Dr. Google. <sighs> Google freaks me out. <laughs> I love Google. I use Google all the time. But you can go down some rabbit holes that you wish you wouldn't have gone down. I also want you to be um, careful with support groups that are so well-intended. But if it's a group that is talking about their condition and they're only focusing on the problems and the pain and the negatives, consider whether it's a good group for you to be in, like a support type group or an online community or a forum. We want to focus on what's going to lift us up and not what's going to drag us down. That was a former principal, a former tenant of living a lifted lifestyle. So be careful with Dr. Google. Be careful with the doctor that you go to. You want to go to a doctor that lifts you up and makes you feel better and doesn't make you feel like you're doomed. Shop around. They're working for you. You're hiring them. And maybe your insurance is paying them, but still, you're hiring them. They're, it's their job. They're working for you. And so if they're not a good fit for you, go to somebody else. You know, it's worth it. And um, yeah, I feel like I had something else about that, but we'll just leave it at that. Believe that you can get better, which kind of goes along. This is another tenet. Believe that you can get better because we can always get better. There's always room to improve. And if for some reason, you know, there is some maybe surgical um, indication warranted in the future, you know what? You are getting better just by learning about this lifted lifestyle, just by strengthening your body. It's going to make you be that much stronger going into, for example, surgery. If that had to happen for you, if, then you're going to be so much stronger going into it that you're going to be freaking amazing coming out of surgery, right? So there is so much. You can always get better. You can always get better. There's always an improvement point. So just keep your eye on that and believe. And if you need to borrow my faith, go ahead, borrow it. I've got plenty. And the last thing is to know that everything in your body is connected physiologically through connective tissue, fascia. We are literally connected from our head to our toes, but also emotionally, mind, body, spirit. That's more than just a woo-woo sounding new age statement. It's truth. We are completely connected within ourselves, mind, body, spirit, energetics, emotions, and physical health. We're also interconnected. You and me are interconnected. You listening right now, you taking in this information, you are bringing this into your body transmitted from mine. We are legitimately connecting right now. So if that doesn't give you chills, I don't know what will. But we are, everything on this planet is connected. And so just know that, that you can't do things in isolation, which is why we're talking about living a lifted lifestyle is it's more than just 10 minutes of exercise a day. It's more than just five kegels and calling it good. So much more. It's, <laughs> there's a lot to it, but it doesn't need to be overwhelming and it doesn't all need to get done today perfectly. It's just a matter of sort of knowing this information, taking it in very slowly and integrating it into your life over time. Um, that's it. 
The last three are just my tagline, eat clean, move every day, shine brighter. And it's so important, again, I'm not gonna go into full detail over those because those are huge subjects, but eat clean, whatever that means for your body. Of course, clean means unprocessed, from the earth as much as possible, but everyone's going to respond differently to a different type of diet. Some people need to be, you know, gluten-free. Some people don't. Some people are vegan. Some people aren't. It's whatever your body thrives on, but just make sure it's as clean and unprocessed as possible. And move every day is simple. Find something you love and do it. For me, it's walking. Super boring for some people, but for me, it's kept me in shape and strong. It's easy on my joints. It's easy on my pelvic floor. I do it every day. And then I sprinkle in some yoga, some weightlifting, some bar, some femme fusion core stuff, some dancing, whatever it may be every day as well. But the walking is my foundation. And then of course, just moving more throughout your day will keep you healthy as well. Motion is lotion. The more you move, the better you feel. So let's eat beans for every meal. No. Um, and Shine Brighter is going to pull it all together is just you know, really it's the, it's the end result of this lifted lifestyle is being that woman who lights up the room, being that woman who glows, who feels 10 pounds lighter, even if she doesn't look any different because she's living this way, who feels 10 pounds less heavy in her pelvic floor because even if nothing else has changed, she's living this way. So you can do this too. You can have all of this and it, it won't happen necessarily in an instant, but if you just kind of go over these and, and bring them into your life, you will, over time, live a lifted lifestyle that's going to last forever. It's not just a single exercise program that then you're going to forget. You're going to feel better doing the exercises, but then you're going to stop doing them because life happens. And then you're back to square one. This actually is what's going to take you up until you are an elderly person feeling amazing. So that's all. This has been quite the quite the big message. Um, again, it was the key tenets of living a lifted lifestyle. I really hope it's helped. If it has, I hope you will maybe leave me a little comment. Just let me know what you um, came away with. I would really love to know. And um, thank you so much for watching and for being here. And remember, eat clean, move every day, shine brighter. All right, I'm just going to see real quick if there's any comments on... Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of, of your review to me, Brienne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brienne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.